are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome to a Wednesday Locked On NBA. Wow, 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 wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Suns with a wild, I mean, crazy one of the wildest games you're ever going to see, 104-103 win. We're going to talk about it, your regular Wednesday Lockdown NBA host. I'm John Corrales. I host the Lockdown Celtics podcast. You can find me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Nola Jake. This, I don't even know how to properly capture into words. If you missed this game, it was just insanity insanity with i mean and and so many different elements here reviews that took forever back and forth plays clutch plays very unclutch plays broken noses i mean the the way this game went i, I will start with this the flow of this game was basically the suns taking a lead the suns pushing a lead out but never quite getting too too far ahead cuz the clippers always seemed to have an answer but it was always the suns that were up yeah, it's seven, eight, and then all of a sudden, the last 30 seconds, the last 90 seconds, complete chaos, absolute chaos. So, first of all, today's show is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app, check us out. We both host shows, so you can follow us both. I'm at John Corrales, Jake's at Nola Jake. And uh, so, download the app, the Spotify Green Room app, changing the way we talk about sports. Uh, so let's start. Look, and I'm sure and I'm sure people wanted to talk about this game right after because you, you kind of went through it there, right? Like there was so much at the end of this, and I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but like at one point it seemed like the soul of the NBA, the soul of the game was gonna be at <laughs> stake in this one. There was blood, you have souls at stake. Like, what more do you need in a game winning alley oop of all things, right? right. Not shot, but alley oop. Like tremendous basketball late at night. This was this was awesome. So We've got to start. It's the last 90 seconds here that are the most like the most impactful stretch. It's the most impactful stretch of basketball you're going to see. So Cameron Payne, who was awesome in this game, hits a layup. And again, like I said earlier, Suns up five, up puts them up five, 195 with a a minute 34 to go. Uh, Cameron Payne was awesome in this game. He had what, 29? In this game, is that was that what he ended up with? Uh, yeah, he finished with twenty nine and was the leading scorer, by the way, for the Phoenix Suns in this one. That's a whole other podcast. Uh, locked on Suns. We're going to get to it today. Madness. That's for sure. Uh, so Cameron Payne hits hits a shot. Suns up five. Then Kennard, Luke Kennard comes down, hits a three, and it's a two point game. And all hell breaks loose when Devin Booker comes up and he's trying to kind of clear away Patrick Beverly. And he slightly grazes Patrick Beverly's face, and Beverly goes down like he's shot, and that triggers the first. It, it was a flop. It was. It a was a flop. Flop. Now I will say, he did. He he did get hit in the mouth, and basically he bit his lip. That's that's what ended up happening. It's a play that there was a little bit of blood. There was a little bit of blood. He bit his lip. It, but he went down as if he had gotten punched in the face. And the thing that that killed me here was. The referee blew the the whistle and didn't make a call. He just comes in and stops, stops the play, and we're like, "What are you doing?" I, 
can an official the first do of that? many here. Can, can an official do that? I've never seen an official just stop the play and be like, yeah, let's get together and figure out what the hell we're going to call here. Uh, there were a number of things like that in the end, which we'll we'll go over as we kind of run down what happened in the final minute and a half here. So this this play ends up being called an offensive foul. So uh, they get the ball back. The uh, so Paul George hits a layup. Devin Booker answers. Paul George gets answers with it's back and forth now. Paul George, Devin Booker, Paul George, Devin Booker is coming down to answer again, and it's him and Beverly again, and. Beverly knocks the ball out of bounds, but it grazes Devin Booker's hand as it goes out of bounds. So let's, let's break this down. Spirit of the rule. It did touch Devin Booker's hand last went out off of him, but he was dribbling up and down and Patrick Beverly is the one that swiped it to the right. And he's the one that knocked it out of bounds. That's what's so frustrating about this, right? Because throughout the course of the game, up until this final moment, when this happens, and it happens a lot in games, they're going to call it off Patrick Beverly every single time, right? They would have called that off Patrick Beverly every single time. It would have been the Suns ball. But because they needed to review this in a close game, in a playoff game, and you notice it still barely touched Devin Booker's hands at the end, even though all of this and the momentum of the ball going out of bounds was because of Patrick Beverly. They, they call it against Devin Booker. It's out of bounds. And you saw this when Virginia won their title against Texas Tech. It came down to a call like this, which it's it's garbage. Like, this is what I meant by the soul of the game was at stake is like, this is not what it should be. This is where replay just goes too far on all of this. And that should like, it should not be the call. If you and I were playing pickup and you did this to me, it would have been my ball, right? Like, we, we wouldn't have reviewed it. We wouldn't have needed anything like that. It was clearly off of you. You're not going to be like, oh, might have touched your pinky nail as it was going <laughs> out, right? Like, it's it's annoying to see replay become that impactful on such like a microscopic level late in the game when you just don't call it like that at any other point in time. This is such a wild debate because it's it's true that if the ball did touch Devin Booker last and the, you you have two very equal arguments. There's no other time in the game where if you looked at it and you said, oh, it touched that guy last, but we're not going to give it to the other team. Like, if you saw any other play in the game and it touched somebody else last, no matter what, you're giving the ball to the other team. However, in every other instance in this game, except for the last two minutes there, that ball is off Patrick Beverly. It's Sun's ball. You play on. There's not even really a question. But... No, not at all. And that's what's, it's just, it's weird. Like, how do you have the rules kind of in a way change, right? Like, that's what I don't really like about this. And I think all of us watching that, we're just kind of like, unless you're a Clippers fan, you know, we're all, everyone was probably saying that that should have been Devin Booker's ball and the Sun's ball. Right. But it, but it wasn't. And so now with the, uh, with the Clippers up one and uh, at this point, Seven seconds le- left in the game, eight seconds left in the game. The 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 Suns have to play the foul game. So Paul George gets fouled. All right, here comes playoff P. Suns uh, Suns down one. Here he is. Put this put this thing almost away. He misses both free throws. Paul George. He's been so good in this game. Had been good. In he this was playoff game. P in this game. He was good in the fir- in game one. He's he's been good. As soon, good in the last couple of games uh, in the last series to 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 close out that series, he 
all I've heard over the past week or so was, all right, enough of this, enough of this pandemic P. Paul George has redeemed himself. These two misses are like when you, anybody who's written a paper, a nice long, like 10 page term paper or a report for work or anything like that and has forgotten to save. And then all of a sudden there's a glitch <laughs> and you lost everything. And you're sitting there like, there's got to be a way to get this back, right? And no, no autosave, no nothing. The whole thing's just gone. That's what happened to Paul George. You're not wrong. That's a good analogy for it. Like it, he had been good. He didn't have the best shooting night, but he was making impactful plays. He was really good at times, at times, particularly was, in the final quarter defensively. But he was coming but, up clutch. He had hit big shots. This yeah. was huge. No, I was ready to be like, yeah, this was a playoff P game. And then, oh my God, this is like the definition of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory kind of thing here. Like they had the game one. All you had to do was hit two free throws. Right, right. I mean, that that would have forced, the, the worst it? you would have got out of it was overtime. But it, 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 maybe it's kind of more fair that because the Suns had won, the, they, they had this game in total control. Ball don't, this was like the definition right. of ball don't lie. Right. Like this was the, the definition after, with the soul of the game at stake <laughs> from that terrible review before. He goes and misses both free throws. Just like, like when, when people say ball don't lie, this is what should play. Like this is what should play. Yeah. And then, so he misses both. Suns call a timeout. They drop a play. Bridges misses a three in the corner, but the Suns end up keeping it after another review that took forever. So, two things on this. One, the Clippers defended that inbound on the final one with what, nine seconds left, whatever it was. Um, 7.8 seconds left. Did a really good job of doubling Booker, forcing the ball out of his hands. And you could see the Suns were well prepared for this. And they quickly had the ball move around to the corner to Bridges for an open three. That was a really good look, I thought. Yeah, it was a good look. You know, that's exactly, you know, it was a good shot. The the, the Clippers did a good job getting the ball out of Booker's hands. The ball moved. They found a guy open in the corner. It was perfect. Right. So, but the, the, he the, missed. the Clipper, he missed. The Clippers couldn't haul, haul in the rebound. After a long review, which, uh, Jake, as you said many times, allowed the Suns to get a play drawn up, right? Monty Williams now has time to draw something up with 0.9 seconds left on the clock. They get an alley-oop. They give up the, uh, the Clippers give up the one thing that they were, everybody knows with 0.9 seconds. This is, this has got to be an alley-oop first. You've got DeAndre Ayton who's playing great. Who's dominant in this game. Great. And you're like, all right, nothing at the rim. You can't give up anything at the rim. And they gave up an alley oop. That's unforgivable. Unforgivable. It, it was a dime, too. Like, was that was as good as a, of a pass as you will ever see. So the irony of this is that the Suns had kind of been screwed by review a couple times before, and they yeah. had no timeouts with 0.9 seconds left, but the review allowed Monty Williams, who's pretty good at this, to draw up a play mm -hmm. and drew up a, a beauty. beauty. Yeah. The, 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 the pass in there was 100% perfect. Aiton gets it, throws it down. It was not goaltending because it is a live ball. That wasn't a shot attempt, so he can mm -hmm. go over the cylinder to get the ball and put it back in. And oh my God, I screamed so loud. <laughs> and then, and then after that, I mean, you talk about complete chaos because they, 
Everybody thought the, the game was over. People are on the floor celebrating. The refs have to get together and figure out how much time is left. That review takes forever. Then they got a review to figure out which players were on the floor because both coaches are like subbing, 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 and you can't sub anybody out because the Clippers didn't have a timeout to call. It wasn't a dead ball. It was just a review on the time. In the end, so the, the Clippers finally inbound the ball. Game's over. Suns win. 90 seconds of basketball took 33 minutes to play. That is... You you'd said this before we started recording. If they could edit out all of the reviews, this would have been the most amazing oh my ending God. to a game ever. It would have been absolutely... I mean, this is beautiful. This this would have been beautiful. And it, I, I don't know. I got to go back and think about like some of these reviews. Like, they Would they have called the foul on Devin Booker? Or would they have just let that go? What if it was just a play on? Uh, what if it was Suns Ball when they reviewed that one? Uh, th there are so many different things that could have gone differently, and I don't know how the game would have ended. But in the end, we get a classic finish that was marred by the length of reviews, but it, it kind of was the appropriate finish, and I think the right team won. Let's let's say it again. We, we we we've gotta gotta get stuff in here. We've gotta do business. We gotta continue talking about this game after the break. So uh, let's just talk about locker room, which not locker room anymore. It's the Spotify green room. So Jake, you've done Spotify green rooms now. Uh, <laughs> They're great for when there's breaking news and your head coach gets fired. <laughs> yes, or when the highest paid player on your team gets traded. So <laughs> that's so we've had. Look, it's uh, never boring here in the NBA. So there's people not. always talking about it. It's not. So Jake's at Nola Jake. I'm at John Corrales. Basically, it's sports talk radio in the palm of your hand where you download the app, you sign up, and because it's Spotify now, it's on all devices. And you we create our rooms and you hop on in and you ask to go on stage. We bring you on, we chit chat for a little bit. You ask your questions. Next person comes on. It's like taking calls on Sports Talk Radio. There's a chat room in there that people can talk about. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to have a good personal conversation with hosts like us, with athletes. Sometimes athletes do it, other experts. So make sure you download the free Spotify Green Room app. Use your uh, link, your Twitter, join the NBA group. Follow me at John Corrales. Follow Jake at uh, Nola Jake, and you'll get notified when our shows go live. So. We'll see you there on Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Today on Road to the Finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy these playoff games a little bit more this postseason, I I would have ripped through an entire sixer in the last 90 seconds of this game, uh, especially if you're a fan of one of these two teams. But let, let's go back into the overall kind of flow of this game because this was a really good game back and forth. And I don't want to shortchange the guys that really were shining stars in this, especially campaign who was 12 of 24 from the field, 29 points, nine assists, 
filling in for Chris Paul. And by the way, they're hopeful, according to reports, that Chris Paul will be back for game three. So you defend your home court without your star, and now you go on the road, and Chris Paul is going to join you potentially for game three, and you've been getting these types of performances. That's Chris Paul revenge game too, right? Like it's against his, one of his former teams and everything, but no campaign was awesome in this one, you know, stepping in, that's not an easy task. And he's been really good in kind of one of the breakout players, I think in the postseason so far. And look, the Clippers put Paul George on him. Overall, the Clippers did a really good job, I thought, of de- uh, of defending Devin Booker much better than they did in game one. They didn't really try and double him too much. And you saw it on that final possession. When you do double him, the Suns are so well coached. There's such good ball movement. They tend to find the open man. And I think the, the Suns went something like 8 of 13 on plays where Devin Booker was doubled in game one. So I don't know if that was going to be a viable strategy. But they showed on him enough, right? When, they, when he was running a pick and roll, they'd have whoever was guarding the big man setting the screen pop out on him just to kind of throw him off a little bit and almost force him not to be able to do what he wanted, get the ball out of his hands. So it meant other guys were going to need to step up. And campaign was one of them. And he was torching, torching Paul George throughout most of this game. Yeah, I mean, just drives, getting to the basket. Funky finishes, um, that janky Mm -hmm. jumper (laughs) was falling. (laughs) Uh, uh, The one kind of pervasive thought that I saw running through Twitter was this is a reason why you don't give up on people, and that which, which is uh, true to a point. I mean, at some point, a team has to be like, "Look, it's not working out." I think more what this tells you is one of my favorite things to say when it comes to players like this: situation matters. Situation matters in the NBA. Oh yeah, and and guys who have flamed out and were are, are complete busts in our minds. If a couple of things had gone differently, if they had gone to a different team, if they were drafted in a different team, if they had different teammates, those guys could have had productive careers, maybe not superstar careers, but you don't understand how good you have to be at basketball to be a bad NBA player. To be a bad (laughs) NBA player, you have to be one of the best, most dominant basketball players in the world. That's how good the NBA is. So Cameron Payne, had his, you know, had his issues bounced around a little bit. Now he's in the right situation, and that's what matters. Right team, right coach, right teammates. That's what I think this is proving. That that is that that allows a guy to use his skills better and more. And, and confidence it gives him the confidence to play good basketball. And that's kind of the same for DeAndre Ayton, too, who's also been a star of these playoffs. He hasn't shot under 50% from the field in any of these games, and he was at times just absurdly dominant in this one. 24 points on the night, 14 rebounds. He was freaking 12 of 15. Like, come on. He looked like – he kind of looked like what you really wished – Rudy Gobert would have looked like in the round before against the Clippers dominant inside when they don't have anyone that could have, they should have had more Rudy Gobert offense. The Clippers don't have anyone that could really handle a big like that. And Eaton was just downright dominant inside. And then he is so athletic defensively that he can just rotate and make all of the right plays. And again, in the absence of 
Chris Paul, Devin Booker, not having, you know, at least being kind of schemed out to a certain degree. He stepped up when they needed him to, and he's an example. And there's been a couple stories written about this. Understanding his role. This is Devin mm-hmm. Booker's team. This is Chris Paul's offense to run. Really embrace your role and really succeed at it. And that's something that he's doing. And you've kind of watched him almost like grow before our eyes, like a proud parent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're the Phoenix Suns front office, because he was really, really good in this one. Also, by the way, Devin Booker is the guy who set the screen for him for that alley oop, which I think is kind of a fun little that's reversal nice. of everything. That's nice. That is nice. Yes. Um, this is going to be a very difficult road for the Clippers. If they don't get Kawhi Leonard back, they're, they're going to have problems. They and, may. And they may. They may. But if they don't, or if they don't soon, then this is going to be a problem because now you add the Chris Paul element. If he's available for game three, he just makes Aiton more dangerous. And the problem that the Clippers really have right now is who who is the answer for that? DeMarcus Cousins can't be the answer. Uh, you try to go small with Batum, that's not the answer. Zubach had some moments, but Aiton was really he's, – he's not strong enough to, to stop Aiton. Nobody's quick enough when they go with Dario Saric. They're not quick enough to handle Saric. So this is this is a problem. The front court's going to be a problem for the Clippers. They're just not they they just don't have enough to handle what the the Suns are throwing at them down low, and that just makes the wings more dangerous. And the wings are where the the Suns score their points. This is this is going to yeah. be a tough one. It is. You know, I liked when the Clippers went small in the fourth quarter and that kind of got them back in because they can develop and generate a lot of really good three-point looks. And a lot of those went like halfway in and then rimmed out. And like they they had a chance where they kind of probably could have gone up like eight if they just had a little bit more luck and variance with their three-pointers. Here's the thing, though. I don't necessarily trust the team to do it. And you're also getting some really exceptional play from some guys that, again, I, I don't really trust to do all this. Rondo was two of four from three. Are you really going mm-hmm. to be expecting Expecting that all the time. Reggie Jackson, three of seven for 19 points. He's been really good for them the past, say, series and a half. It, but it's Reggie Jackson, man. Like, I'm, I'm not banking on him scoring 19 points a game. Zubach was, I actually thought, kind of good in this game, right? Key, key block on pain late, 14 yep. points, 11 rebounds for him. But that's probably like the top end of the of the production he can give you. So if they get Paul George back, or sorry, Kawhi Leonard back and can go super small, yes, there's maybe a chance. But I don't think they can do that over the whole game. And they're still going to have to deal with DeAndre Ayton scoring inside. And if you can't stop that... Is it, is it going to matter? So, like, there, there's a chance, but I don't think things look particularly good for them right now. No, they don't. And if they uh, yeah, if they don't get Kawhi back for Game Three, and and the Suns do get Chris Paul, this feels like forget it, right? It feels very forget it. It feels very forget it. And that that will be think about like the legacy now for Paul George. I mean, what what happens there? What happened? It, it, those two missed free throws are just killers. Because they erased so much good that he did, that the the narrative of choking is going to be too loud uh, around Paul George. It's just going to be too loud because they're not going to think about the the plays that he made to put the, the the Clippers in position to go up three with those two free throws. Um, it's going to be he missed those free throws, and the Suns ended up winning the game. So. And it's only going to get worse if it actually is Suns in four. 
right? Like then it's almost embarrassing at this point. And that just I mean, kind of amplifies everything a little bit. It does. It does. So look, locked on Suns, locked on Clippers. Uh, that those will be two really interesting listens uh, for for you all on Wednesday as well. So check out those teams. Uh, we'll come back with a look at the draft lottery, which was held before the game. That is coming up next. Uh, first, let's talk about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You, I don't know what how many bets you could have made on this game as the thing was progressing, but there is in-game betting. Uh, on bet online you can bet on any any sport domestic or international so head on over there use your laptop use your mobile device sign up for free use the promo code locked on you'll get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit so whatever you deposit 100 bucks in your first deposit 50 dollars welcome bonus with the promo code locked on don't sit on the sidelines anymore head on over to bet online your online sports book experts please gamble responsibly with your winnings you can head on over to built bar and get one of the best tasting protein bars on the market. And if you go to BuiltBar.com, you're always dropping new flavors. And if you miss out, you miss out. They're limited edition ones. And they're all somewhere around 17 grams of protein, uh, all around 130, 150, 180 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, somewhere in that range. So healthy, if you're on a keto diet, it works perfectly for you. If you've got a nut allergy, they've got options for you. We love them. Jake and I have bought them with our own money. Uh, multiple boxes. I, I, think- I took them to a bachelor party this past weekend because we needed some food in between, I think, all the White Claws we were drinking. And everyone loved them. <laughs> everyone loved these things. There's like 20 new Built Bar purchasers. Um, and all of these guys are much more muscular than I am. So there you go. That should tell you all you need to know. There you right? go. That's right. Uh, if you want to be like Jake's muscular friends, you can head on over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Go check out the you know the mixed box, sample them, figure out which one you like, then go back and buy a bunch of boxes of your favorite one with the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We just talked about game two of the Western Conference Finals. Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals is tonight. Make sure you're listening to Locked On Bucks, Locked On Hawks for your full preview of that series. There is a lot going on. Uh, I am very excited to to watch this series. Uh, I I don't know what to expect. I, I keep saying th- this is where I want to be like, ah, this is the Hawks magic runs out. But I've been saying that for two series, so. Who knows? So Locked On Hawks, Locked On Bucks will get you up to speed. In the meantime, the draft lottery in one of the most anticipated drafts uh, in recent memory came up uh, before the game, and the Detroit Pistons won. The Detroit Pistons get the number one overall pick. Uh, First time since 1970 they've had the first overall pick, by the way. They were probably due. 1970. Bob Lanier was selected. Bob Lanier, who had what, like a size 20 something shoe. Like he was known for, like he's a big bruising dude and he was known for having giant feet. Um, old school reference. I, you know, I remember that old Miller light ads. That's that, but that's, you know, I'm an old man. You don't know this. You don't like, know you this. You might stuff. be dating yourself uh, uh, no, no, here I, a little I think bit. If people don't know this, I'm an old man. So, <laughs> all right. So it's the Pistons, it's the Rockets, Cleveland, Toronto Raptors. Um, 
Orlando gets the fifth pick. OKC, Golden State. Uh, they get a couple of selections in this. Orlando and Sacramento and your New Orleans Pelicans get the, the 10th overall pick. Do you, I mean, obviously Detroit getting this is, is a big winner for the, um, you know, when you get an opportunity here to, to draft number one overall, you, you're a winner. But when you get Cade Cunningham, who's supposed to be like the, the next megastar, Lock. congratulations, Lock. you win. But like all of the top five teams um, really here are winners. Like no one, no one's a loser in this in this series. No, I I think if you want to like kind of look at winners and losers here, you know, Houston is is thrilled, right? Because they get to keep their pick, and there was a yep. chance that it was going to end up going to Oklahoma City. So by it falling where it did, they managed to get a guy that they can really start their rebuild around. Maybe a little bit more a blue chipper because it does look like this draft has maybe. Four or five guys really kind of locked into that range that you think are really great. Then there's a bit of a drop off coming around six or seven. You know, and I look at a team like Oklahoma City here being a loser because they had potential to end up with two, you know, lottery picks. They end up with one and they're outside the top five. So when someone maybe eventually makes a mistake in the top five because they've talked themselves into someone that they shouldn't have, you know, OKC is not necessarily going to be in position to pounce on that because of where they fell at six. So I think they've got to be feeling a little bit disappointed in this one because they had such a good opportunity to kind of have almost a franchise altering draft. It's still going to be good, but it's not quite exactly what it, you know, potentially had uh, could have been. I'm curious to see if the Oklahoma City Thunder start cashing in some of these future draft picks and maybe maybe they use the 16th pick in this draft and then some of the future mm-hmm. ones to look at the Toronto Raptors who finished again who got the 4th overall pick and you know by the way congratulations like I'm happy for the Raptors after the year that they just had having to play basketball in Tampa Bay this one felt deserved thing like that they deserved a break uh, but they're in a more win now kind of mode. I'm really curious to see what this does for the Raptors. Do the Raptors take this as an opportunity to say, you know what? If, if Kyle Lowry's going to go, they, they've, they've already paid, um, Fred Van Vliet and, and, you know, they've got some other, they've, they've made some other moves there to, to be more win now, but if Kyle Lowry goes, I wonder if they pivot using this fourth pick or do you trade out of this fourth pick and does OKC send over, can OKC send over anything to the Raptors that makes them say, you know what, we'll take this deal and have OKC trade up and you know maybe one of those guys is a transcendent talent, but we've got other, other goals in mind here and we could really use a bunch of first overall picks or, or, or number one picks to maybe restock our talent as you know with role players down the road. Oh, it's, a, it's a really good question. I think there's a number of teams that are going to potentially be looking to trade out of the lottery. I think Toronto could be one, depending on the direction that they want to go. I think the Pelicans at 10 definitely are looking to trade that pick and bring in someone more established. I wouldn't be shocked if the Sacramento Kings kind of feel that way too, right? Like That's a team that just is desperate to get into the playoffs and have some success. Do If you're not in love with any of the people in that range, and like again, there, there's a fall-off. You'll be hearing this more on the Locked On uh, NBA 
NBA Draft podcast, Chad Ford's podcast too here, his big board podcast. You know, there, there's a drop off there. It's not as appealing to have the 10th spot where, yeah, maybe you can get a role player, but that's not necessarily what some of these teams are looking for at that point. So it's going to be interesting. Like I, I think, you know, this was kind of the first domino to fall in what could be a pretty busy offseason as teams really try and take stock of themselves and figure out the direction that they want to go. I also am looking at the Golden State Warriors. Can they move seven and 14 and Wiseman for something good, something big? They're going to try. You know? They're, they, they came out and said, I think, yesterday, and listen to Lockdown Warriors for this one, but I think they said, like, we're not here to develop young talent at the expense of wins. Right. They know their their window is still wide open. They want to go after that, and they are not going to. Uh, they're thinking short term, which they should be right, like very immediate short term, which most teams don't have the luxury of being able to do that. That they do. You're right. That that's probably the team that's going to be most active trying to trade. I'm very curious to see who can give them a, a win now player in exchange for those three picks, and would that be an opportunity for another team? To not necessarily fleece the Golden State Warriors, but look, you've got, if you're interested in Wiseman, and if you're interested in these two picks, you can get some decent, you get a really good return. I mean, I know there's a drop-off, but the drop-off from elite talent to really good talent is still there. There there are going to be opportunities here to get a couple of good players from the the from this draft, from the Warriors, maybe three good players, whatever Wiseman develops into. So the, those two teams, Oklahoma City, I'm, I'm watching, and I'm watching Golden State. Um, all right, and I'm watching this show end. I'm watching the clock that says, wrap it up, John. So uh, with that, I will say thank you all for subscribing, and we're on YouTube now. This whole camera thing, this little box that we're in, hi, we're on YouTube now. So subscribe to the Locked On NBA channel. Um, Locked On Celtics is on YouTube. Locked on Pelicans is going to be on YouTube soon. Uh, we're all we're switching over to YouTube. That's switching over. We're adding it. So subscribe. Still on podcast, but if you want to watch the show or have it playing in the background on a tab while you pretend to do your work, I don't care. That's fine. I'm not going to tell your boss. <laughs> Stream it on your TV if you want to put it on and do your chores while you're cooking dinner. Pop it on in the background. Cool. So do that. And every Wednesday. We are your regular co-hosts. I'm John Corrales. I host the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John. And I'm Jake Madison, a host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. See you next time.